Hello, Daniel Johnson here, pre-chat time. Uh, we're going to keep it nice and short. This is going to be a special with one of my very good friends and a magician, a professional icebreaker, called Lee Edgecombe. Now, um, he does some wonderful things, and all the links will be below. He's been my housemate for the last year, and he's about to go traveling and have the most amazing time. I wanted to sit down and talk with him from the beginning when he moved in, but it's kind of best to do it right at the end. So, um, we're going to go over to Fat Chicken and then start the interview with Lee Edgecombe. Hello and yes, welcome. We've been away for so long. It's been too many months anyway. This is Best Thing. Now, as you know, because we're on Series 4, and this is a very nice special with one of my close friends, Lee Edgecombe. He's going to be talking about his best thing when it comes to TV and film, food, travel, music, something random, and, of course, something nice about him. Now, as it is a special, we're not going to have Bethia. I know, got it, but we're going to bring her back. We're not having Tom and Rhythm, but we're going to bring them back. Don't worry about that. But we are going to have the wonderful fat chicken, Mr. Adam Harris, mainly because he pre-recorded before. Thanks for that. Always doing your work anyway um yes i'm so happy this is a special enjoy it have fun and love him as much as i do so interview with lee edgecombe but next we have the wonderful fat chicken over to you now (laughs) cluck cluck fat chicken down here in the coop um one of the big rumours going around is that it's actually illegal to own just one guinea pig in the country of Switzerland. Would you believe it? Um, we're going to find out if that's true for you. Uh, come back at the end of the podcast. Clap, clap. What's that? What? Topping. What's that? What? Just, just, just noises. Just, oh. I'm just pressing stuff on the computer. I have no, no idea what's going on. That's right, it's fine. Um, yeah, that, one, that two, one, there, one, You sound good? Happy with the sound? Yeah. Do you want it to be louder? Are you fine? Uh, no, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's it sounds crackly. It's my voice, isn't it? Yeah. Did that happen before? What do you mean? Why would you we'd just drink water? I mean. No, we're drinking beer, aren't we? Cheers. Anyway, um, there you go. Hold on. Cheers. 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 Um, there you go. That was it's like we're doing Foley and stuff like that. Um, I like to, Darren Litton calls it the soft opening. Of course he does. Um, cheeky Benadon. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'd go and have a listen to it. It's in one of the seasons. No idea. Too many to count. Uh, we're just doing specials right now for Best Thing. Um, and we have a very special guest, uh, Lee Edgecombe. Um, oh, I'm a special, am I? Yeah, you're a special. Oh. There's only uh, there's only been two and you're the second, so you happy? On. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, thanks. This is a hard opening now. Uh, all right, calm down. <laughs> you said that before. <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there's so much stuff about you, and I, I would have already done it in the intro of this uh, podcast and stuff. Like, that. I like you're worried about the arm. You literally can just move it. It's kind of quite yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, I would have sort of done everything about you in the intro, so we're just we're just relatively get into it. But um, welcome, you you've been a housemate uh, and a friend and a confidant. And Are you reading that? Maybe you, re- a, you reading that? No. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> there's nothing on my computer whatsoever. Um, and uh, like a confidant and a um, maybe a screaming bag if I'm ever upset or annoyed and stuff like that, which you take very well and stuff like that. Because I think when you live with someone, I think that that's quite intense. But you sent me a really lovely message the other day. 
Um, you watched like um, something I did on on, yeah. on YouTube and TikTok, and it was very nice. Uh, I won't tell you what the message was, but it was very very nice. And I, I I believe it. Oh my god, what was that? I have no idea. <laughs> something just exploded in the headphone. Oh, did it really? What was that? Oh, did it? Can you hear yourself at all? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have no idea what happened there. I don't know. I'm going okay. To... Well, hopefully it's not in the track, and we'll just we'll just edit that out. <laughs> uh, what happened to Lee's ears? Yeah, we ruined it on a podcast. What? Um. Yeah, you said something really, really nice. So, um, and I, and I, I meant it. Oh, you can fill in the blanks if you're listening. What he said, it was uh, very nice. You're just playing with the chair. Yeah, now. let me. <laughs> it, do you know what it is? Because we're on the um, we're on the Westlife stools, and so we're just that kind of is. like, yeah, it's fine. Um, we're going to be getting into your best things uh, right after this. Uh, we're going to be talking the best thing about food, best thing about TV and film, music, something random. Make sure you know what it is. I can imagine. I kind of know what it's going to be. Um, and then I got a little question at the end, and then then we finish. So it's pretty easy. Sounds good. There's no Bethia Beats in this. There's no Tom and Revan. There's no Fat Chicken in it. Actually, actually, I might put Fat Chicken in there. I might do it. I've got some stuff for him. Anyway, um, let's find out what uh, Lee's best thing is to do with food after this. I wanted to come back um, and then there was like longer on the beats that people can't hear, but it's fine. Um, that's podcast making for you. Anyway, welcome to Best Thing, uh, Lee Edgecombe special. You're going away traveling as well. Um, actually, I'm going to put in the um, the category travel. We don't do it all the time, but I'm going to do it. But we're going to start off uh, with uh, the best thing about food. Now, I don't want to know what the best thing about food is straight away, but I want to know uh, your relationship with food. Um, I've been living with you for about like 10 months nearly. Uh, and so what is your relationship with food? Uh, good question, that Dan. Um, my relationship with food. I like food. Uh, I like to try new food. Uh, you know, you've seen me. I haven't been cooking as much as I wanted to be. Um, but I, um, yeah, I need to. I, I think I said to you the other day. It's and I, you know, vice versa. You, we said about um, cooking by yourself is quite hard. You know, um, and I must admit, if people, uh, friends have come over or vice versa, I've, uh, yeah, I've like cooked for friends like that, really. I need to cook for you still, to be honest. Yeah, you've done some nice stir fries for me. Uh, yeah, true, but, uh, yeah, um, but it's all kind of easy stuff, isn't it? That's, that's... I don't think it has to be complicated. I think that's not what people want because the more complicated food gets, the more complicated the complications of making it is. And then it might not mm. be good. And then people are at your house hungry. And like, I can't have that. It freaks yeah, me that's, out. That's true. That's true. Um, what was the things that you were eating when you were a kid? What was on the table when you were a child? Like, who was the cook? Was it mum? Was it dad? Would they do it together? Did you cook a little bit? What was going on? I think mum and dad both, they both cooked, but I think dad was the real chef in the kitchen. You said this. Yeah. We're not saying like the real chef as in they were competing or anything, but as in, I think dad really liked to cook more maybe. And I remember he used to have a, a spag bowl, which was, uh, yeah, really good. What would he, was there a secret ingredient? Because I know that people always have like, they put like a bit of marmite in there or they put like an old bit of like, I don't know, an oxa cube or something that they put in there. Funny, well, funny enough, actually, I, I saw my mum over the weekend, right? And, and she said, oh, I'll do some eggs, right? But she, she'd done them in the special way that dad used to do them. But did she really? Yeah. How funny is that? Because they haven't been together for, for quite a while. Yeah. So she picked up so how now, to do the eggs. So now she's still got a recipe from dad, which is quite But sweet. that's fine because yeah. you just, you know, they were married and stuff like that. You Absolutely. learn from each other, you know. 
Uh, yeah, so, uh, and, and I think even that, the, so that scramble eggs was, um, I don't know, he added mayonnaise into it. So when you put it into to scramble it, mayonnaise. I've never bit heard of, this. Bit of butter in there. Uh, and then, yeah, you whisk it all together to, you know, I think she put a splash of milk in there. Yeah, people do put milk in there. I get that. It gets a bit sloppy for me if I put milk in I get, it. I get the milk bit, but I, I was like, the mayonnaise, oh, that's... Uh, I think that's quite cool. I might do, I might try a little mayonnaise, kind and of. It, and the consistency was lovely. It was, uh, yeah, it was... Because uh, when you make scrambled egg, do you do you mix it straight away or do you wait for it and you fold it? Or what, how how would you do a scrambled egg? When, I, <laughs> when I've done it. Yeah. Oh, my God. My, my technique. <laughs> I take a frying pan, which is probably not the best, is it? Wow, no. Yeah, this is it. It's supposed to be in like in a no. saucepan. What do I do? I, I whisk it uh, and then I... Is it, is it supposed to be a sort of saucepan always? Yeah. Oh, this is my, my version. I was doing this uh, for a few mornings. Get a frying pan. Yeah, you whisk the egg, uh, put pep- pepper in there, a bit of uh, parsley. And then you take... You take you you put your frying pan on the You've stove. You've gone posh with me with the yeah, parsley. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, you you put the uh, frying pan on the stove, and then you add in the, the the mixture, and just as it goes, it starts to cook. I take a. It sounds so bad. I wonder if this is why you looked at your pans and going, oh my shit, they're fucked. No, they've not been. They're not at all. <laughs> I, I I think they're actually quite. Oh, no. I didn't buy the pans. They're from an ex, so that's that's quite, I don't know. you can judge them right, as much as you want. Right. Take a spatula, and then you just start tearing out the. Um, what makes sense? You turn it off the heat, it's still cooking, but you just kind of like ruin it by, yeah. The only thing, it, it literally doesn't come out together. That's fine. Proper scrambled. That's what it is. What is your go-to? If you're making food and someone's coming over, what, what is your go-to? What would you, what would I you have? I have a sausage carbonara. Oh, nice. But um, I would, the difference is, I remember doing this at my old um, housemate's place and uh, they said, oh, what, what, food, what food are you doing tonight? I was like, oh, sausage carbonara. And you know, and they said, oh, that's, that's cool. And I started, I, I normally buy um, packs of sausages and then pull, um, you know, what's it called? Um, take the meat out of the sausages. Oh. And they were like, going, what What are you doing? You can buy, you know, min, min, uh, mince balls. Might be. Oh, I, so you're, so I you're, thought you just cut up the, the, no, the sausages. No, 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 no literally you're taking it out, out of the, oh, um, wow. the skin. Or whatever. Yeah. Then, then you roll it around to be the, uh, the mince balls. Then you uh, take some pepper. I think I think this. You was... definitely could buy those things. What you just done. Yeah, yeah. They, but, <laughs> but what, I like it. What this is? This is uh, Jamie Oliver's five ingredients. Oh, so it's, yeah. it's egg, parsley. Everyone has that. Book, Parmesan. Yeah, <laughs> it was given to me because I needed to cook more. I think I think that's what it was. It was like a hint. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's layered. It's easy, you know. But it's it's nice. But once again, doing that, I'll keep perfecting it because the first time doing it, the first time doing it is. Um, Cooking the eggs on on the on the, on the frying pan again. <laughs> I actually I do this thing with cooking that I will make food for the first time ever and it'd be great, and then I can't replicate it for the next ten times. Like I, there's no yeah. way I try to do turn and hole. Great first time, second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, all the way through. Terrible. Didn't rise. It was pants. Yeah, but I wonder if it's the ingredients you use as well. Because I remember doing maybe carbonara with a caramelized onion. See, did it work? And that was. Yeah, gorgeous. Oh, wow. Okay. Whereas, like... You're giving me tips here. Yeah, no. Another sausage. Is an apple, maybe. Probably not. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That's the thing, you know. That's... Uh, we didn't really get to the uh, the crux of the question, really. But uh, yeah, what, what were you what were you eating when you were a kid? What was on the table? Was it was it deemed to be healthy? I think when, when your kids of, like, the 80s and 90s, I feel like food was just food. It wasn't like... We never mm. thought about health or that, you know, make sure there's loads of veg and greens in there and all that stuff. Was I, that a thing? I can't, I can't really remember, really. Just um, eat food, didn't you? Yeah, I remember. I mean, 
I don't want to say it, it was just chicken nuggets and things, but I mean, it was. after school, I'm, sh- I'm you know, but I don't know, I think we had lots of lasagna and, and shepherd's pie, like, and I remember like a, a certain day, think about it now, it used to be a certain day for cottage pie and a different day for shepherd's pie or something like oh, that. Oh really? So like or maybe a, on a Tuesday it was cottage pie, It felt like shepherd's it. pie. Or maybe we did that just so oh, we Wednesday. know which one had mints in it and which one didn't. <laughs> yeah, because the difference is beef and mints, isn't it? So shepherd's pie is, is mints, no beef, no mints, wait, lamb is lamb. Is it? Yeah, and then I don't cottage know. pie. I don't know what day it is. Is mince, which is oh, I think I've just said the same I thing. I don't know. I need to yeah, know. one's lamb, one's beef. I think in it's that situation. Yeah, okay. um, uh, yeah. I, I can't really remember remember what we had when we were kids. I know we just were fed. I was never I was never hungry. I, I can tell you this. I remember on a Friday we had fish and chips. From the shop, or did you Stanley. make? It's for like no, for the fish no. shop, shop, or do you make them? No, from Bob's, <laughs> Bob's Fish and Chip Shop. Where was this? Because where did you grow up? This is uh, split time uh, in Finch, Finch Hampstead. Yeah, uh, that, that's how I'd see my. I was originally from Essex, but that's not. But yeah, I don't yeah. know all my childhood. I'd say it's mainly in. Uh... Although I don't want to say I'm not Essex no more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You can say that. Yeah. You're, you're part. You're born in Essex, and then you all kind the, of the migrated good... over over to absolutely. Sort of, uh, Reading and Wokingham kind of way, sort of. All, the, Lampton, all yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but all, all the good people are from Essex, yeah. You know, that. all of them. Yeah, well, I know yeah. quite a few of them. Yeah, so it's so fine. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, when it comes to food for you, Lee, what would you say is the best thing about food? It can be a feeling. It can be an actual food. Some people have just used a, con- a condiment as being the best thing about food. What about for you? Uh, I think there's a bit of art in it, really. Oh, um, no one has said that. We're yeah. on like this is like season four, and no oh. one has said there's a bit of art in there. Definitely. I mean, um, I used to, I was in, as you know, in Birmingham last year and for two and a half years, and we were surrounded by all these independent places, right? And it was amazing because I don't think, I mean, some of them had normal menus, but lots of them had like tasting menus. So we went to one place that had eight, eight courses or what have you. And you, although you get small portions or what have you, it's all fine dining and you have someone to read out, you know, what, what comes to you, like any, you know, fine dining restaurant. But just amazing what you can actually do. I remember we had like, we were, we were eating some dishes and they would say, oh, this is the so-and-so. You start eating it and you'd be like, what, so what are we actually eating? And I remember it was something like, um, it was like melon dipped in salt included in lime. Like watermelon? Watermelon? Melon, or like yeah, honeydew yeah. melon? No, it, was like, it was like, um, it, yeah, it was, it was like a watermelon, but oh. it, was, it was dipped in salt and lime and it tastes like cucumber. It was mental. What? Stuff like that, you know. Um, so I think... That's what we think with rubbish at cooking, because we yeah. go to bougie places and have food. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you know, there, there is a limit though, isn't there? Because yeah. there's certain places where, um, I don't know, like too pretentious perhaps. Well, you know, where I remember once uh, we was at this place and then they said, would you like a, an upgrade of, for this truffle? And uh, we were like, we can have a look. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, yeah, no, we're connoisseurs. <laughs> I didn't even think they told us it was truffle at the time. I think they said, would you like this to be added on? They didn't give us a price, and um, it was it came out in like a vase, and we're like, you know, it, it was mental, um, and we didn't want to touch it, and we said no, thank you. It went. I remember and, and I remember seeing it go to the next table with these. Oh, you didn't have it? No, we didn't do it. Oh wow! And then um, this went to the next table, and you could just see these girls looking over, going, "Are oh, we allowed to touch it? Are we allowed to smell it? Is it is that going to cost us? You know, and it was, and it. I don't know. That's a bit. It was all like on a, on a bed of gravel. You know, a bit I, I, I don't. I actually trust truffle. It freaks me out. I, just a, there's something about the smell, or 
and what it does to like chips and all that stuff. And anyway, we're coming off the topic. Um, yeah. I'm going to say what a lovely answer as well. First answer um, uh, of the, this special of season four uh, that we've had. So the best thing for Lee about food is the art of food. I think that's quite good. You're enjoying that beer. Yeah. They're having a lovely desperado. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about the thing that you're going to be doing very, very soon. Um, and it's going to make me a bit sad, but we're going to get through it anyway. We're going to be finding out what the best thing about travel is for Lee after this. Best thing about travel... We're not sponsored by anyone for travel. But that'd be good, though. You know, if we could be sponsored by any travel company, what be a? Um, so, or Virgin would be quite nice. There's not many flights, though. <laughs> Best thing about travel, you are going traveling. Let's talk about that right now, because I, I, we can talk about all the places you've been. You've been to some, some incredible places, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But traveling is what you're just about to go. And I can see it in your eyes, because you're like a bit like, you're excited, but you're apprehensive as hell. I can tell. What are you, what's going through your mind and where are you going? Uh, I'm terrified. No, um, I'm, I, yeah, no. That's I, true. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't have said how far I, I'm nervous, um, but I'm also excited. Um, there's, yeah, I, what, what did you say? 11 days? Uh, you said something like that. That sounds like the film The Ring. 11, 11 days. days. <laughs> Um, I think it's longer than 11 days. I think it's uh, I think it's 13 days. Yeah, 13, 14 days. So two weeks. But the fact you've said it, I haven't even thought about it, if that makes sense. It was two weeks yesterday you are going. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'll stop saying it's it. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, and it's 417 hours. And, no, it's not. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Um, yeah, where, where are you going? Come on. So I'm going to uh, do a, a kind of traveling across South America. That's the plan. I'm going to start in Brazil. I'll wow. do, I think, three to four months there. Um, with with a friend, which would be good. Um, you can name the friend; it's fine. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, Marcus. You can <laughs> yeah. name him. Yeah, it's fine. He's going to be know, with you. Know. Yeah, true. It's fine because uh, yeah. that's that's so cool. Because he's half, like he's half Brazilian. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he's, I, he's got some family out there that we're gonna. Um, funny enough, so we're, he's he's leaving from the UK. I'm leave, I'm doing about a month first in the US. See some family out there, and then um, we when I leave my flight from the US, we're going to meet each other in Brazil. So mm. we, we land at the same time. So that's quite a, that's that's a good thing nice. to look forward to. Yeah. What are you going to uh, do? What's going to... I, I can't even think what are you going to do? I know. Well, so South America is quite... What I've been told is um, it's quite a mature traveller. That's what I've... Oh, uh, hello. You know. I'm, I mean, this is the first time for me traveling, like, uh, to... For such a long time, I'm planning... You know, eight months or what have you. That is mental. That's so cool. I mean, saying that out loud, it's mad. No, yeah. it's, it's it's freaking me out. It's giving me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. I'm going. So yeah. Uh, so so you know that's that is. I've never. I don't. Yeah, I've never been away that long. That is, and I I don't feel I can comprehend that really. I don't. Uh, small steps. Mm-hmm. Don't don't think of it. Yeah, chunk. yeah, true. Just like tiny little here, there, everywhere. Like you do in life. You thought about your life in big chunks. You were like, oh my goodness. So yeah. yeah. Um, this travel bug. Like, we, did you travel when you were a kid? Is this is this in, inherent to you? Did you go away with your family a lot or what? Do you, do you know? So <laughs> we we did, but we used to drive everywhere. Like oh. we've been to some amazing places that that we've driven, and people don't. I, even now, you like um, like Monaco. What? We drove all the way to Monaco. Why not? You know the hill at the end of um, Italy? I don't know what it's called, like Ancona. Okay. 
it's a long way, you know. It's like you a, went there? Dad drove us there, you know. It was mad. We never used to fly for some weird reason. I don't know if that's because of scaredness or I've, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not because it, flying was probably cheaper as well. How it, many were there of you? Um, well, once we had a whole people carrier. So it was there. <laughs> so it was like mum, dad, yeah. brothers and sisters. Six of us, yeah. isn't it? Had to think then. I, we couldn't even get to Cornwall with just four of us without like there being a massive bust up. Like how are you getting all the way to like Italy? What? Like, I remember um, one night it was the four of us. We were driving uh, through France and the Alps uh, tunnels were closed. So we had to drive over it. In the cars, you know, it was that sounds like mountains. <laughs> yeah, they're there. Yeah, Alps and mountains. And um, I remember, uh, you know, coming down the other side in the morning, early early hours of the morning, and being sick in the car because, of course, that's you know, and then that's the you worst. Go around, and yeah, around yeah, instead of just through. <laughs> but, but we were, you know, and and then the good thing about driving as well um, is when we got to Monaco, Dad was like, "Well, we're definitely going to drive around the circuit," and so we filmed it, you know. And I remember him saying like. Oh, you know, we're driving down the whatever it's called, and and there's signs up to say 180 now, you know, for the Formula One cars. And then Dad's like, "Yeah, we're going 25 miles per hour, <laughs> and there's a bloody bus in the way, you know." And it was a uh, because it's just on the road, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was not okay. And we did, we did that circuit, so it's stuff like that in your own car, in your own Sierra, who's done in your that? own Ford Sierra. That's I don't brilliant. know anyone who's done that. You know, well, I, yeah, I don't know. We we've done so much, like driving through like Italy's, um, you know, Rome. Going along that, um, what's that massive roundabout? Well, Men, you know, near the, the Colosseum kind of way. Yeah, up, yeah. You know, it's got no lanes. You know, Dad's doing that, trying to get across, and he can't. Oh my goodness! You, have you seen like all the cars in Italy? Yeah. They're, they're tiny and just battered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same in yeah. France, to be honest. It's fine. Um, um, so we, so we what a what a childhood! I feel like um, one. I feel like I've missed out, but like that. If you could you imagine doing that now with three, four, five kids and your partner? You know, do, what I mean? do you know? Dad, Dad used to just. Go, he used to stop at the services and then he used to just go go for a kit get back in the car and then drive because we could drive we could sleep yeah but then he can't no. and I remember I think we you know we did one where we went all the way through Switzerland all the way from Germany or what have you I don't, I don't know where we were going and um, we um, maybe that was Italy actually and then um, but it was like two hours of driving what have you uh, sorry two days of driving and then we got there and we were like refreshed and then dad's just like well I'm just gonna yeah again sleep now um, like why just why's dad in a bad mood today yeah <laughs> i do you know that i tell the worst of it than the last time we did it we drove to ancona which was um uh kind of i, I, I don't know why we'll know find it on the yet. map somewhere it's fine ancona in italy right they've got an airport we we drove and when we got there um i remember we were getting all of our um luggage out, out of the the car what have you and this english family come up to us and was like is that a uk plate on the car I'm right. like, yeah, we, we, and he's like, have you just driven? <laughs> right. He said, it's a flight, it's a two hour flight from Manchester. <laughs> yeah, but when you've got a whole family, it's, yeah. that's expensive. So um, I think that was the last time we drove. And then after that, we got, you got flights. the flights. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the best thing about travel for you? Because obviously you've got this huge excursion you're going to go and do in, in, in South America and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, you're starting off in the US. Um, you've been to other exotic places. You've been to Cuba. Um, you, you gig and we'll talk about that a bit later and stuff like that as well. But um, you've been kind of all over the world a little bit. Uh, yeah, to, to some extent, yeah. To, um, I, I think for me... It's going to be, it's a complete challenge. Like I, I kind of, I'm learning Portuguese or Brazilian at the moment. 
Is that like, is that right? Is that... It's Portuguese, yeah. 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 But... Spoken in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at history books. It's not great. Yeah. Uh... yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but um, oh, I feel like you need to cut that now. If I don't know what position in Portuguese No, is. I'm definitely keeping it in. It's fine. Don't worry. You could, you, by the end of this, when you come back and I'll do like, how was it? And you were like, oh, it's but I think, you're speaking all these but I feel I'm learning, Brazilian Portuguese words. Yeah, I feel I'm, I'm learning though, Brazilian Portuguese. I yeah, think that's well, what that's, it is. That's, yeah. Yeah. But not just Portuguese, if that makes sense. No, because it'll be different dialects anyway, yeah. because oh, Brazil's oh, yeah. quite big compared to even Portugal, to be honest. Yeah. So... Uh, so but I think it's going to be the challenging part and um, throwing myself into the culture. South America, for instance, that's, you know, it's just full of, I mean, first of all, so many different countries and so Fast. many different terrains. And yeah. And, and I said about the mature traveler instead of... Over 30s. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> instead of uh, Australia or um, New Zealand, lots, lots of people do. And I'd love to do that as well. But uh, South America, I don't know, they say it's all a very adventure fight as well like you know parachuting and skydiving and micro flying light i don't i mean not saying i'm gonna do all that but then saying that i kind of want to push myself you gotta film well. you gotta film all this so i want to see that you're mm. like this massive tiktoker by the end of this yeah. uh, also you have to dodge um we didn't talk about it in food you have to dodge uh peanuts and any kind of scary spiders as well because i know you're not a fan of any of these <laughs> buggy things and, and, and imagine a peanut spider a Jesus peanut spider do you reckon there is one I hope not. Can That's you imagine? Worse you, have to, you, have to, you have to stay away from that. Uh, Lee has a, uh, has a uh, peanut allergy. Um, so if you're ever on a plane and you uh, want to have your peanuts, you can't. Um, so <laughs> That's why you're getting pretzels. But if, but if you have got an allergy and you're listening to this for peanut allergy, um, I'm 31, so you can make it to that age. You can. <laughs> and be careful of the, pe- of the peanut spiders. <laughs> Do you know, I, I remember having that uh, four ages ago. I remember speaking to this guy and I was like, how old are you? And he said, 40. He said he's got a peanut allergy. And I said, my first thing was, how old are you? Because I wanted to know how long, <laughs> how long he he's been for. surviving. <laughs> and what was it? 47, I think. That's as, that's as old as they kept. Um, so uh, what would you say is the best thing about Trevor for you, Lee? Be- the best thing is, um, I think, I don't know, just discovering new places and, and how um, other people live, really. Because I think so many people still don't know, you know. It's... Uh, yeah, I, I submerging yourself in that culture. I can't wait. I mean, it's, I'm so excited for you. I'm gonna uh, we'll get to it right at the end. But yeah, and I'm so excited for all the things you're gonna do and discover, and uh, you get to do it with a friend as well, which I think is just incredible. So I think you're gonna have a great time. Well, that is Lee's best thing about travel is uh, discovering things and uh, culture and seeing new people and how other people live and stuff like that, which is gonna Absolutely, be absolutely yeah, so exciting. You could take some amazing photographs. Like I'm so jealous about this situation. Anyway. One of the things that I love, love, love about you is this next category. Next up, we're going to be finding out all about what the best thing is about TV and film. TV and film, one of my favorite things to do with Lee is to watch a pretentious B-movie, artsy like our like at the time our exes would not watch any of these movies so i would definitely be like lee do you want to go and watch this film like no and we'll be in the cinema and it would just be me and you and and maybe some 10 (laughs) a.m some weird person behind us um which i'm referring to uh the film call me by your name which is um a slightly problematic film now i feel uh but not going to take it away because it's a wonderful wonderful film so what is your relationship with tv and film uh and uh you know what what in some sort of format? What what do you prefer? Do you, are you more TV or are you more like films? 
Uh, I, I think for me, it's uh, film. Uh, I mean, there's amazing, incredible TV, especially at the moment. God, there's so much. Like, you see people that say, "Oh, you know, they've completed Netflix." I don't know how how you can how you can do that. There's so much good stuff going on. But uh, for film, I think it's oh, there's something about um, capping it as well. I think you know, if you have a, I mean, films now are getting longer again, which is not a bad thing. But if you have something that extends for like two hours, thirty, whatever, and it caps it there. I think that's quite nice. The fact, or even an hour and a half, what have you? The fact that you can stop with that. Perfect time for a film. Yeah, yeah an hour yeah. and a half. I Nine know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's um, uh, TV and all that. That you know can be on that level. But I don't know. There's something about. I don't know if the the, the amount of work. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I, as in, I don't want to snub TV at all. But you don't have to because yeah. that's a good thing because we can. That's why I kind of clump them together. But mm. I think for for me and and our friendship and stuff like that, it probably started with film. And I think that we kind of used each other to go and see these films that other people were like, I'm not going to see that. You know what I mean? So we like kind of gay films and stuff like that, like gay culture film, really. Um, ones that just make us cry and then kind of really kind of artsy ones. But it's funny because then you don't like sci-fi and I've been slowly, slowly edging you to some sort of science-y, fiction-y kind of uh, multiverse to yeah. your that isn't Avengers or Marvel or stuff because I know it's not your thing. <laughs> I can't believe we're friends, actually. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, and then last kind of um since you lived here in the last kind of couple of uh, um half a year um has there been any films or any tv programs you're just like well that, that's that's gonna remind me of that's gonna remind me of living here oh, uh, oh good well we we watched uh interstellar the other day for the for the first time for me for you yeah. i can't i can't believe it so i'm just banging things around because i'm just really clumsy i can't believe that's a fact how after all this time well yeah so that's going to be uh because I think people say that's like such, such an iconic film. It and is. I say, well, I watched it dance. So that's quite a cool, <laughs> you know. So that's quite a nice thing, you know. No spoilers. And, and I think also, I think before I leave, we'll probably watch Arrival, is it? Oh, see, so there you go. Yeah. I, do you know, I, nearly, I had a movie night last night and I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch that yet. I'm going to wait for you. Oh, so you're waiting. <laughs> yeah. uh, movies and stuff like that. What, what were you watching as a kid? What was I watching as a kid? I <laughs> I have to mention this because if I don't, then my brother would be like, oh, film, edit it again or record it again. Um, because there was, a, there was a film by Keenan and Kel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is not the reference that I thought you were going to be stuck. Yeah. I thought it was going to be some really pretentious. No, but, I, but I think I watched it again and again and again and again. And again, and it was called Good Burger. Yeah, Good Burger, yeah. And did you, have you ever heard of it? Of course, yeah. I have. Yeah, <laughs> it was a big pop culture film. Oh, I'd see there you go. Yeah, so I see it. Yeah, and um, I think every time my brother came home, I had it on. A bit like my sister now. Every time, also at the time, she would always be watching Harry Potter. It's, it's that kind of thing, really. Yeah, Good Burger, and I think it was something about these poison burgers or something. Or something I can't. I have no idea. Yeah, I just remember Keenan and Kelly in it. And have you like watched it recently? Definitely not. Do you reckon it's Maybe. good? <laughs> Have you watched it recently? No, no. Oh, okay. I'd be, I'd be intrigued to see what you think about it now. Yeah, true. I think it'd be quite wacky. I think it was Nickelodeon at the time, surely. Yeah, you know. That's fine. Yeah. People like Camp Rock and stuff no, no, like that. No, so. absolutely. You know, I'm not knocking it. it was, uh, um, yeah, and then the only other one which I watched again and again was Carpool, which for an independent film or, or um, as in like a children's film, the, the budget on that at the time, I think it was 90s, mm-hmm. Was and I, I I don't know if many people know it, but the cast again it was really good, but it was like about a, a bank robber that takes a it sounds like an interesting narrative takes a car commandeers a car like kind of kidnaps the guy in it, 
but doesn't know that actually it's a carpool. So it's all full of kids. <laughs> and then they kind of help him along the I way. Seen this. And, but there's a car chase and they go for a shopping centre. And you watch it and you're like, so they've got a bit of budget to do. And then, you know, there's a big accident. There. You know, the fact that they've got this car. And it wouldn't, you know. it wouldn't be one car either that they have no, to kind you know. of tear all up. And I think that um, for children's film, I mean, it's actually got a bit of budget behind it. Um, and I, yeah, and, and the, the guys in it, I can't think of them by, uh, but they're quite big known names in the Ameri- you know, America, whatever you say. Yeah, we'll fact yeah. check in that. We'll find out. Yeah, I, I have not heard of that film. To oh, be honest, great. I'm going to watch that again. Not Good Burger. When it comes to uh, TV and stuff like that, is there any big series that you've kind of got into and stuff like that? Like Umbrella Academy, you've kind of been watching while you've been here and, and enjoying that. Even though if you thought you'd like some with an animated mm-hmm. talking monkey, you'd be like, mm, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I really, yeah, I'm still through, through, still going through actually, and I do love it. I think, but I think it's the music as well in it. I absolutely love music in tv and film i mean quinta tarantino stuff the music that he puts in there baby driver Edgar Wright Cause stuff, yeah. because it's it's yeah put in music and like um we'll talk about movie yeah i mean yeah. like we're talking about music it, it, it kind of goes together though, doesn't it because i nearly yeah. made this tv film and music together because there's so much but like it's just too much to talk about when Absolutely, it comes to yeah. it but no, it really does make a yeah. film but uh, but in umbrella academy the choices of music i mean they they had one season stuck in the 50s i think um, spoiler alert! I'm, no, I'm joking. Just setting. I'll that, a disclaimer at the beginning. Setting that time. I mean, there's a time travel in there. They had to go in the fifties one time or another. Um, and although they had fifties music in there, once again, it's great because they, they, then they got a lovely soundtrack. But they still added in modern, I'd say, covers of fifty fifties music. Oh, you know, I think that's. Can you, is there a Spotify play, playlist? Definitely, I've got that. Oh, I'm going to link it below. Yeah, it's, uh, there you go. Already talking about music. Um, so, you know, I love introducing people to films and um, I love watching pretentious films and stuff like that because I think it's really, really important to do that. And I, I introduced you to a film recently which is called Everything Everywhere All at Once mm. and uh, it was kind of a bit sci-fi. It was kind of a bit, um, you know, um, multiverse like I sort of said. And a lot of people I know haven't seen this film and I just feel like you definitely have to see it. And when I saw it, I do this thing that I, that I watch films and then I, it's like, I like, like you're my child. Is it good enough for Lee and me to watch? And I would like watch it beforehand and I'm like, it's amazing that I have to watch it with you. Um, and that's what I think I'm always going to have. I, there's only one person in my entire life, I think, that I want to watch movies with. And that sounds really weird that it actually, I think it's you. No, I, I, do you know, I completely get it. I think I've got a, a list on my phone of, <laughs> of just films that, that I have to watch with you. <laughs> It's, it's mad because also Dan if you watch it with someone else and you know this at the end of what have you they go that was you know, they don't think, if they don't get it you're like oh well Dan, Dan would have got it <laughs> you know yeah but don't say that because I'll get in trouble because yeah. I've said that before and we know how that happens before yeah. when I say you know that'd stuff. be a good, good date at the end <laughs> Dan would have got it <laughs> you know do you know that my one of my old housemates used to say when um, when he moved out and moved in with his now wife he'd be like Dan used to actually fold my clothes like this a bit better. I'm like, don't say this to your wife, she's going to hate me. Mm. He's like, no, Dan actually you know, like, came in with like a cup of tea and, like, in the morning. I was like, oh my God. Jesus, wow. I know. I try not to be that invasive. <laughs> I've got a bit better. I am a correct, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it later. Um, when it comes to TV and film, what would you say is the best thing about TV and film uh, for you? The, be- the best thing, God. That's, uh, I, um, do you know, I, I think it's the, the biopics. Um, yeah because you're saying some good answers I like this Mm -hmm. but you think I don't know there's just so many 
films that are that that are to come really that are of people that that we know of but we don't actually know of so intently you know um and you know so for i mean case in point rocket man let's say and and i mean even that as a as a film um i mean i think that's quite an artsy film it's not your general you know there's so many flashbacks in that and fantasy fantasy scenes (laughs) don't know what i just said did i say fanny scenes then elton john maybe i don't know you do get married. Yeah. You do get married to a girl. It's fine. Um, fantasy scenes. Yeah, fantasy scenes. I mean, I mean, it was. In, I remember watching it at the beginning. I was just like, I don't know if I like this film, and it took like five minutes. I was like, No, I love it. Oh, really? It's oh, great. That's quite nice. Huh? It's yeah. such an amazing film. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think that's quite nice because we get to learn. Um, and 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 it's funny as well how filmmakers can even make it into a comedy, even if it's not about a, a comedian or it could be about a serious person. I mean, even. Um, I really want to watch um, Peter Sellers. There's a, a film called The Making of uh, Peter Sellers' Life and Death. Oh, wow. It's Jeffrey Rush, who is a fantastic cast, if you think about it. He's an amazing actor. And um, although it's it's kind of a drama, I would say, more than, I think it's a BBC film, it's a drama, but it's about a comic comedian person. And it's quite a dark film, I would say, as well, to some extent. But then that's what I mean. I think people didn't know Peter Sellers was that as a dark character. So I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm going to say for Lee, or oh, he's just kind of said it, but the best thing about TV and film is biopics. Um, and there's so many more to come out and all these people that we love now and the people that they haven't even had, you know, there's not even a biopic of Prince or anything like that. And I feel like, oh, well, I don't know this person or, or George Michael or something like that. You know, there's documentaries, but I think it's really, really important. Um, I have to say, though, um, is there a TV program that is going to remind you of this house? <laughs> <laughs> Because every, every single time you must walk into this house, there's always the same TV program. All oh, the time. I see. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I can say that I, I've only ever watched one episode before living here, and now I've watched. <laughs> I've, I've made. I've watched lots of them, but in, not in the order. <laughs> Probably not like I should be watching it in Star Wars order. Uh, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Friends. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's quite intense. I don't know why. I just even today I was. I've been, I watched it three times today. And I've been working. If it's, and it's not you, it's, it's either Lois. It's for the dog, yeah. For my dog, Lois. So it's somewhere in the house. I don't know where she is. She's hiding. Probably in bed. Yeah, probably. Um, we're going to get on to the next uh, topic, which is uh, the best thing about something to do with music. Um, after this little musical interlude, that is a song of mine called Best Thing, which is the same as the podcast. Oh, I think people know this. And uh, let's find out what the best thing about music is for Lee. Fricking music, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you every single time, and I know I play music in the house and stuff like that. And we have like a speaker system that we can kind of play different things in the around the house. So there's always music going on here. But you, not only love music, you have it on constantly because I'm a bit more of a podcast person. But you are like an old soul. Like I could never predict what is going to be coming from the office when I walk in there and of the music going to be playing. It, it could be literally anything to like some old school 1940s music to like, I don't know, a little bit of soul or some rock or some, you know, classical. It's, it's crazy. You're all over the place. Mm. You looked at me weird when I say classical. You're like, I don't know what I'm no, talking about. No, I'm with you to <laughs> A cold, bit of cold music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I have a complete was it yeah complete alternative range of oh, just any any kind of music really apart from R and B because that's all I play. To be <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, it's so true yeah. as well. It's fine, but it's, it is, and I, I love, I love that there's all different types of sort of sounds happening in this house because it's so important because it's a way of people learning and when you hear stuff, and I, I think that you very much like original music, but then you like alternative covers of music as well, mm. which I think is quite. Quite yeah, nice. Spotify have this recurring playlist that they add to called uh, Spotify Covers, which is brilliant. I didn't know this. Yeah, it's really good. And the good thing about that as well is it's not just acoustic. It's you know could be a band doing it, it could be a, a piano. As, it, as in, it's not just a guitar and a cover. You know, which is quite quite popular, what have you, mm-hmm. or common. Um, yeah, Spotify Covers is literally just a, a band taking over a new song. Or, sorry, a band taking over someone else's song, which is really good. That sounds amazing. And they keep adding adding into it, so it just carries on. It's good. Do you listen to that playlist a lot? You, do you just put it on because you're familiar, or do you like new music? Because I think sometimes new music is so hard for me. I find it really <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting slowly into it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, if you were to ask me what's in the charts, I probably wouldn't know. I would H- probably guess Elton, Elton John is because he always is. Well, Britney Spears. Yeah, We've, yeah, there you go. Um, but I, yeah, I, I now and again listen to a, a, a playlist of um, UK hits. I think it's like Friday hits or something, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, just to kind of know and to see if there's anything new. But so you don't feel old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too literally. <laughs> I used to know all the music, and I feel like I know none now. I, I feel like I, I know nothing. That. It sort of scares me a little bit. No, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, you said about like not feeling old. I remember being at a quiz and I was the, I'm the music round or what have you. That's my, that's my um, knowledge or what have you. And uh, it was our fastest finger. And, you know, in this pub and it was full of older people. And uh, this song came on. I was like, oh, I know who it is. And I put it in. And I'm like, it was um, Neil Sedaka with O Cow, which is like a 1940s song. Okay. And I'm like, I was faster than some of the, some of the <laughs> older people in there. An old song. Yeah, but then maybe they're too old that they couldn't do it in fast enough. Wow. So, we won't, you know. we won't. <laughs> uh, music so. in the house uh, when you were growing up and stuff. I love sort of going back, you know, talking about the food and, and, the, and the traveling that you went on. But like, what was being played in your house? I know your dad's a big sort of music fan and stuff like mm. that. And he's got like a massive speaker system and stuff at his house. So yeah. He really takes it seriously. We had, we had uh, so on the mum's side, we had Take That. Take That. Favourite song? Uh, from me or my mum? Both. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what my, probably never forget from my mum. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know, you know. I kind of, I, I mean, I kind of got into them in like 2000. When they came back. Yeah. yeah when yeah. was that? 2008? Yeah, like. kind of around that time, yeah. Uh, so probably one of those, like the circus or something. Bit like yeah, that was some good stuff. I was yeah. a prey kid. I like prey. Oh, I'll see that. Yeah, that's a great song. And the video. Hello. Um, <laughs> sexual awakening. Um, <laughs> and what about dad? And then dad was, uh, he showed me um, an album called We Are the Quarry, uh, which is done by Morrissey. Oh, yeah. oh like now I'm getting a link. So I always felt yeah. like, where did the Morrissey thing come from? And it comes from. Dad. And I, I completely. Dad's understand. gonna be so proud about that, isn't he? Yeah. If I you mean, have a kid and they like your music, you're like, hello. And I must admit, well. that was so. That was 2005, I think maybe. Um, and I think from that, that stayed with me actually. And I still, I must admit, I know that he's <laughs> not everyone's cup of tea in his music or in his person, but I do enjoy his music massively. I mean, his. His recent album, California Sun, um, is all of in- all of his inspirations. So all of it is his covers, and you look and you go, bloody hell, he's he's inspired by them so amazing, like Carole King, Bob Dylan, stuff like that. You know, 
and he's covering their songs. It's quite, I mean, that's quite nice, isn't it? But yeah, I'm, I am a fan of Morris. I'm not going to lie. No, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> You're fine. It's good to be a fan of Morrissey. It's, it's I think like a lot of people are. That's why he's that popular. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. So you, you're going to see people like that are indifferent and you're going to hear people like, oh, I don't get him or I don't like it or I don't understand it. But he's, think, he's got a, it's weird. He's got a cult following, you know, and it's, um, that's why you like him because you're yeah. quite, you're like a, a good, not like a weird cult, but you like sort of culty films and yeah, cult maybe, music yeah. and stuff like that. It was, yeah. So, so dad started me with that and, uh, yeah, I, I don't actually know if he knows that. He must have actually, because, yeah, because I took him to see Morrissey for his birthday, actually. So definitely he must know, yeah. As you knew all the songs while you were sat next yeah, to him yeah. trying not to sing out for. Um, I mean, that's quite nice. I, I think if I had a kid and I was introducing, what music would you introduce your kid if you had a kid and, and you know, if you draw, you, you know, you, you become an uncle or, or any of those things or godparent? Like, you are a godparent, aren't you? Uh, no, I know. I'm just, uh, it, it, just uncle, just uncle. Three, that, three that, times over. Well, wow. But for friends, yeah, but, but that's still the same. But like, yeah, what yeah. what music would you show them? That's a good, actually, no, that's a great question. That that's why I thought I'd ask it. This is why I do this mic thing. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> that's what it's all of my I haven't written down a single thing. It's just literally from my own brain. It's weird. What would I show them? Jesus, yeah. probably Harry Styles. Because <laughs> then, because for me, You're Harry going to like it. Harry Styles is the embodiment of David Bowie. Ooh. So if you show that now. Then that could, I mean, in a way, you could show them David Bowie if you wanted to, but I think if it, with Harry Styles, at least it's modern, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because I think he's going in, he's definitely doing the same. He's, he's acting. Yeah. He wears exactly the same clothes. He's, he's, I think he's out of David Bowie. And I mean, he's still getting to the level as well. Of yeah. Him, you know. But no, I, I guarantee when David Bowie is David Bowie, people weren't thinking of him. It's Absolutely. more later when you start yeah. thinking of like the legend that happens and stuff like that, which is weird. It's so weird to think that we, we don't have him anymore. Like, I think yeah, it's absolutely. like, you know, going back into music, we, we don't have these artists anymore. We don't have Prince. We don't have Bowie. You know, we don't have George Michael. We're like, what? And then you think about the ones we've got left over. You're like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's so true. Now, live music for you, like uh, you, you, uh, you, we went to like a, like a live music sort of uh, a club festival sort of thing in uh, in and where were we? Windsor. That's, that's yeah. I was going to say that my music taste is changing. I'm now that, that was house music, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that not for never, you. never. Never. But how for, good was it? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Since this year. Yeah, I really got into house music. Bizarre. Even today, I was listening to walking up the shop. That's man- mental. I would never. <laughs> and where's that come from? Is that just going to those sort of places, or is like I don't was, know. It, was it like Marcus and friends like that? Because that's how I change to find new music is literally on Tinder. Because people are just like, I normally ask a question to people. I'm like, oh, what's the last song you listen to? Not yeah. to everyone because normally I don't care. Um, but like, <laughs> but some people, if I'm having that kind of you know spark of like, because oh, well, I yeah. want I want to hear some new stuff, Gee. and then I show it to you. <laughs> yeah, true. I w- well, yeah, you show yeah, it. Um, I, f- I think. Um, I- yeah, I think I wanted to let, go into that kind of realm a little bit more this year. And then Marcus actually likes that kind of music as well. So that really helped. I think we started creating a playlist together. And then we, I would play a song and he's like, oh my God, I like this one. And I'm like, oh, you know it already. So then that kind of... And you can merge your Spotify now together, can't you? So, And it's great because when you listen to it, you're like, Who, did you put it on or did I? You know, and, and the great thing about that is then it shows that we've got a similar taste in... And yeah, that summertime Windsor live was fantastic. I'm going it? next year. Yeah, this it was weird. For anyone that doesn't know, it was um, IB for Classics, um, and it was uh, which is called the band, I believe, isn't it? Is, is that right? IB for Classics Orchestra. Yeah, like all violinists and who do guessing as IB for songs, which is just mental, really, yeah, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember Marcus saying to me, 
how are they making this noise to sound you know it's the, with the strings and things you're like how's that in there it's, yeah they did um a lot of fi- like they did fire stuff in the same mm-hmm. with an orchestra like how do you do that because so, music uh, music's just music you know what i mean it's, it's, yeah. the frills and stuff like that if you take it back to its basics it's just it's it's all the same it's just right. notes and and stuff like that um, when it comes to music for you what would you say is the is the best thing about music for you um it wouldn't be right if i didn't uh, give a shout out to Rufus Wainwright. Oh, I was thinking because I was thinking, a, I was like, he hasn't said Rufus. Is is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> this thing, have you stopped listening to Rufus? Um, yes. What a absolute legend! If you don't know this person, I'll put some links below. But he is alternative. You know, mm. I can imagine that he he kind of sparks as a, as a as a this creator that probably didn't have the easiest childhood, probably didn't have the easiest being a teen. But I felt like he was. He's probably always been him yeah no absolutely um yeah yeah it, do you know the the weirdest thing is if we say his name rufus Wainwright, lots of people now be like i don't know who that is but then if i say and i don't think this is a bad credit to him because he's he's done so much he's worked with so many people you know and he's um i think he had a spaff with madonna recently it's something, something stupid like that right but he's who hasn't yeah right. <laughs> but but i think he's so well known in the realm and it's but it, it's so underground still for quite a lot of public people I don't know as in like layman or what I don't know how to does it make you feel sometimes with those artists that they're yours maybe yeah because if they get too mainstream they're like no yeah. no 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 yeah, no, I, was, no, I liked them like from 10 I, years ago you don't know yeah. I was not that gig you weren't there and I, I get that I, like I get it about Sam Smith it's weird <laughs> so yeah. when no one cared and now when everyone's like oh yeah Sam Smith I was like no <laughs> yeah no I get it <laughs> But what, do you, what do you like about Rufus? What is what is the thing that you 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 think you like about him musically and as an uh, artist? Yeah, so um, I love his range. I think of just his music. I mean, there's there's a brand new song that he's done uh, that came out last year, I think, with his new album called "Unfollow the Rules," and he he did it at the uh, the other day in Glastonbury. You know, so he's doing Glastonbury. I mean, he, he's somebody. He's up there, <laughs> and um, uh, and he said, "I'm going to do this song now because." It kills my voice or, you know, it was a hard song to sing. What was the song? It's called Unfollow the Rules and oh, it yeah. just goes up and up and up. And it, and there's a bit where it's about two minutes of just building. And I, I yeah. I And do you know, I'm, I must admit, I listen to that song every day, I think. Do you really? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. And I, yeah, I, I mean, even him, I listen to him most. And it's not because of me working or anything. It could be anything, you know, cycling, could be in the car, could be whenever, yeah, on the bus, like... Yeah, his, I don't know, there's something really entrancing about his voice. Because as well, I think he's got a really distinct voice. And, I've, and I, yes. I, I think lot, I think many people have said, oh, he's not for me. And I completely get that as well. And just to say, once again, for those people that don't know, if I say this, everyone will know. He, he sung Hallelujah in Shrek, done. And uh, you know, I said that to my mum recently. She's like, oh, I love that song. Exactly. So, you know, that's, that's not obviously saying it's his, but it's uh, a fantastic cover. So, yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, I think that's a lovely answer. You're giving answers that no one has given, and that's quite hard when we're getting into the fourth season of anything. Um, Okay, so for Lee, uh, the best thing about music is Rufus Wainwright, which is an amazing person. If you haven't heard him, apart from in Shrek of Hallelujah, because everyone's probably heard that, but if you haven't, definitely go check out. And what was the song again that you listened to every day? What was that? Uh, Unfollow the... (laughs) <laughs> it's getting late now it's fine unfollow the rules okay perfect um we're going to be talking about something uh random for lee's best thing i'm going to give you um i think it's about five seconds to work out what that is so if you haven't thought about it think about it now 
nothing up this sleeve, nothing up this sleeve. I'm not actually wearing sleeves. You can't see this because it's a podcast. Um, <laughs> best thing to do with something random. Lee, what is it? Magic. Ah, if you didn't guess that Lee is actually... Well, you have many titles. I'm not going to even say what they are because you're going to say what they are. Magic, when did you first start with doing any magic? What, what, what was a catalyst for you? Good, good question, that. Um, I got a... I'm full of them. I yeah. Know, I can't help it. Do you know, it's, it, it's, it, I say it here now because um, lots, of people, lots of people ask this question anyway. Um, but... Um, I got I got a magic set when I was about eight years old for Christmas. Um, I, f- I think it was from my grandparents at the time. And I think lots of kids get a magic set. Did you ever get one? I didn't. Do you know, I didn't. I oh. didn't at all. Um, I was deprived, <laughs> but I never got one. Do you know? I just I just had a thought. I need to get back from this. Actually. Yeah, yeah. What, what, um, what happened before then? Just, just before the magic set. The reason why I got that. Uh, this is like the origin story. Yeah, of no, I was just thinking, <laughs> just clicked again. Um, it, I, I I would go around to, to see my granddad. Uh, I used to call him aptly name as Gramps. Standard. And um, he would do a trick with this die where he would show um, he would show you know the the dot on one side and he would say here's a two. He'd turn it round and say here's a what's on the end on the other side of that five five. Right. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. And then you're asking me. Yeah, that. yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> well, the, well, they all add up to seven on a on a die. Oh. So, so. Is that did you real? Know that? Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, oh my god! Yeah. You're blowing my mind. I did not know that. There you go. There's your fact. Hopefully, everyone else feels exactly the same as me. So, if you look, if you do that to a dice, yeah, it everything. always adds up to seven. Yeah. That's oh my one. goodness. Mm. Okay, carry on. Sorry. So yeah, so he would say, "Here's a, here's a, <laughs> here's a two. And he'd turn it around and then, of course, the other way would be a five. And he'd do it again, two, five, two, five, two. And he'd say, what's on the other side? And we'd go, well, it's a five. And then he, ever so slowly he'd turn it around and it'd be a one or a three. So it didn't add up to seven. And, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and it used to really throw us and, and, and everything like this. And, um, and he used to show me, uh, my brother and I, and um, I, I, I got hooked really so every time I went round there he would do the same trick and he got slower and slower and so and eventually he he actually said do you want to know how it's done if you do want to know you have to keep it secret he showed us and I remember my older brother at the time being like oh that's easy and I was like that's amazing that you can do that in front of someone and get away with it because the essence of it was all being done in the you know two five two five that's the misdirection part or that's when all the sneakiness was so when he asked what's on the other side the he could go as slow as he want because he's done all the dirty work as it were i can say that i think <laughs> so without without being sacked from the magic circle um so i and i fell in love with that that idea that you could fool people with that and then what happened i believe he or uh one of another grandparent got me a, a magic set for Christmas and it was the Marvin's magic set which lots of people nowadays that's have how they started well. absolutely yeah that yeah. or Paul Daniels yeah well yeah absolutely Paul Daniels is there um, and then but what happens is you get a magic set and you go into two categories either you get that magic set and you go great that's good that and you you literally you're the kid that just looks at how the method's done and you go that's clever or whatever and then there's the other side which is the magicians and we get bitten by the magic bug and we go, wow, we learn all the magic tricks. And then that night we put a show on for our family. Oh, that the kids show. Yeah. Every, every parent and anyone who comes over is just Literally. like, watch me. Like, and, and we oh. don't even know how to, how to do the tricks properly yet. <laughs> but that's, yeah. And, I've, and um, 
It's yeah. called the foundations. That's Absolutely. what it is. That's what you have. Because you are, and it's you know, I'm not just being sick of it. You are great. Oh, thank like you. Like you are really, really talented, and I know you're talented because. One, I've known you for a long time and I've seen the stuff that you do. And I don't get you to do magic to my friends at that moment. You know, I'm not that person because you don't tell your friends, like, get down to sing. Um, but I know if I have an event or something like that, that I would like, my first thought is, like, how do I get Leon? <laughs> <That's laughs> like, honestly, because I know you, you're never going to let anyone down. You're very personable and your work rate and your talent is just second to none. And, and, sure. and you know, and your, and your pitter patter is just so good. Like you, you have a little, I don't know, a, a Tommy Cooper and kind of, you know, stuff to your way. You know, you always misdirection. It's always like, I think you've gone terribly wrong. And I can see everyone else's face is like, well, he's got this wrong, hasn't he? And just, you're so charming, but also slightly, you probably get annoyed by it, but like slightly goofy with it as well. And like, and, and, I but think, and then I think you put it back out of the hat and it's it's wow you know what I mean like it's so incredible I, I, think, I think there's a lot of magicians out there that want to be dynamo or they want to be slick and cool and, and you what have you and I don't know I don't, it just doesn't sit with me I feel like for, for my for my you know persona what have you I really yeah like Tommy Cooper and Lee Evans and adding that kind of mix into the, the magic Cause just because if you do a trick wrong depending on what event you're at let's you say out. well it, it, yeah <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But if you, yeah, but on purpose, if you do it wrong and your audience don't know it, if you do it at a wedding, they feel sorry for you, right? And you have that. And actually, people cringe, what have you? And then when you do it right, then that uplifts that cringe. And actually, it's a good thing, right? But if you do it at a, a corporate event, let's say, they love it when you've gone wrong. So then, and then, so you have to show that you, you kind of win over your audience as well because, you know, and, and all this stuff. And uh, for me, yeah, I really like a bit of a chaoticness about it because I think it calms people down from seeing another magician that's just also it's quite endearing because yeah. no one wants a ballsy like kind of like I'm amazing at this yeah. like, they want Maybe, sort yeah. of a sort of a sort of a timid kind of fun because you 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 are very personable you're very friendly and stuff like that you could go to you're one of those people that I could probably <laughs> I wish I was more of this person but you're one of those people that I could probably just take to any event and I know I could just leave you in a corner you'd be fine Mm-hmm. You know, apart from do you if, mean talking to people there? Yeah, apart from if, leave on, in on the a, if you're on a night out in uh, in in Plymouth, probably not so much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't you. It was fine. You went actually from the navy. Now I think you'd be quite good in the navy, but for different reasons. Um, <laughs> do you or, do you have hands on dick? I dick. <laughs> so many people are gonna love that. It's fine. Um, do you have like a favorite trick? And I don't want to know anything because I, I do you know I don't think I've ever asked you. What do you say, sir? Do you have a favourite trick? Okay, you could say that. <laughs> say sorry. I did not say the other thing that you might. We can rewind say. if you I think know. I said what I said. Um, yeah, do you have a favourite trick? I, I do not. I, people always ask me, they're like, wait a minute, do you know how he does it? I was like, I have never asked him. Because I do, do you know what? I know how you do, do it. It's through hard work and talent. <laughs> like, that's mm. how you do it. And when people, I don't ever like, looking behind the camera I don't like you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I don't like behind the scenes stuff sometimes I don't like, I don't think anyone wants to know how it's done really no people ask and then they, when they find out they're like is that it or but it's not that it because it's it's time and it's it's craft mm, it's, that's what I'm saying that, know, it's incredible but that's, but that's also why we I don't think that I think sorry I don't I. that's also why magicians don't say what, how we do it just because sometimes it could be um, simplistic but then it's the crafting so for instance you said there what's your favourite trick there's a trick that's in my set I've been doing that for about 10 years or so and it's still now getting 
tweaked and perfected. And I mean, just in June or July, I did a, I added a new line. And I was like, where did that come from? And I wrote it down afterwards because I was like, wow, that, that works better in there now. And all it is, is uh, <laughs> it's a trick that goes wrong. But essentially, two, two groups get a card, group A and group two, uh, B. And um, they remember those cards. When, they, you know, when, when I give them back to them after losing them in the pack, um, when I give them back, they're actually the wrong way around. But when they look at them, they're not. So it's a real double kind of crossover. <laughs> You've you got to stay on top of this. Okay? Yeah, it's, it's lovely. Um, but it's lovely as well because you give it back and you say, your card is this one, your card is that one. And you can see this group going, ha, ah, that's our card. Um, and that's the thing. It's making me look like I've gone wrong, even though I have found their card. And then when they turn it over, oh, it is their card. Like, what? So, so it's, um, that's my favorite because it is. And it's by a guy called Harry Robson, who I really look up to. He's like a, um, just an older magician who um, just gives so many amazing tips, really. He's like, you know, a proper worker. That's what we, yeah. So that's my best. I like that. I like that. Uh, so um, we always try and make this like a little bit brief because, um, you know, we've been yabbering on and yeah. stuff like that. So the best thing about something random is uh, uh, magic for, for Lee, but uh, because that's what he does. But you're not just a magician. You're also a professional icebreaker. Can you just fill us in what that actually means? Yeah. So I specialize in breaking the ice between people meeting for the first time at events, which pretty much is at most events, really. Um, I do a lot of conferences. So after the conferences, people have these network, networking events. And then I would um, bring people together because it's amazing how many kind of executives are actually shy or whatever, you know. Or at a wedding, you have different um, sizes of family meeting, of course. And no one better? knows each other either. So why not weddings. have an icebreaker? And actually, um, I branded myself as an icebreaker because um, I think it's, I think it's, um, I, that's how I see myself, really. I see, I don't see it just about magic tricks or. Um, entertainment it's i think for me it's literally that bringing people together and i know i i know only a couple and what i'd like to think there's more but people that are in relationships because i put them together at a party or whatever so that's quite I nice mean, that's isn't it? pretty awesome you know but like um, you're, you're making babies i know i've got, I've got people laid <laughs> no, well everyone's gonna be happy with that yeah, no. um you have a trick as well and i obviously you can't really do it on here but what what is how many names can you remember in an evening because you have this mm. sort of way of remembering names and maybe give someone some tips about yeah. because I'll go into a place and they'll be like oh hi my name's Simon ever that okay mm. and then by the end of the night what is it no no idea yeah no uh, idea so yeah so, no, so normally I can yeah remember up up to up to over about 250 names I'm sorry what yeah I can't remember one and you can remember 249 more than I can remember mm -hmm. Actually, 250, really, because I can't remember the first one. Did wow. We, How? I, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's a magic trick. Oh, I, I feel like I think, you, I think you're going to tell us now. No, you? I think it's, it's clothing. I think it's clothing. Oh, right. And I think you, you do kind of like some kind of system in your mind, but you get so good at it that you're not even doing it anymore, and it's just spilled in maybe. And I think lots of magicians have that and don't tap into it or should tap into it because I know other magicians that can, that can do that as well. Excuse me. And... Um, and, but I think, yeah, but I tell the truth, I did a, I did a conference, it was like an outdoor, uh, so it was like a, a summer pie, and it, they like literally, it was like a festival for all these colleagues, and there was like a thousand people there, right? Okay, this is a lot of names. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I was just doing magic for about four hours or whatever, breaking the ice and... You know, as you do, bring what? It, yeah, well, as in, as in, 
all over the, across the um, kind of head headquarters of this uh, office in um, hey, you do work in hard. London, yeah. <laughs> right? But what I found out is on the at the end, I do this thing where when I leave, I just say goodbye to everyone, but you name them, which is quite nice. And what happened is I started saying goodbye, and I just noticed that on the way out, I was, I was saying goodbye to lots of people, and I was like. You know, because also when I'm leaving, I'm I'm still having about half an hour. So I'm still working, but I'm also leaving. I'm kind of, um, uh, you know, because even when you leave, people go, oh, I'll just do one last trick. So I, what I've done is I've added that into my half an hour. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a bit of networking then as well, which is quite nice. And your last trick as well is something that floors them, that you can't do anything over that trick, really. It has to be, um, yeah, the the kind of the trick. The daddy. Um, wonder what if they're wearing similar clothes because that's what freaks out because I can't if they have the same accent and they both have blonde hair no idea I don't yeah. know who is who do, do you know I, I quickly say I was working um, away in Spain right and um, they were doing these shows like every night and this group it was like we get groups in you perform to a group and then they go off to the theatre or whatever you go off to the show it's like a, a warm up kind of act and I remember we had um, like 30 people around this table. I was doing some magic. And um, at the end, I said, and thank you so much. And I started saying through their names, right? And I remember doing it and then looking to the left thinking, I don't know her name. I can't remember her name. And also going through going, if I do all these names and then I'd get to her and say and not say her name. Thanks, sweetheart. <laughs> how, how bad would that be? You know. And so if you're going to do that as well, you really need to know. And I remember. What did you do? I remember going through just panicking <laughs> and I got to his name and I was like, oh, that's Mike, let's say. And Mike, oh, that's his sister, Sarah. And then it just kind of, oh, you know, wow. and it was like, and then at the end. So the link was actually him yeah, to the next name. That's what I mean. I think there's all, right, it could be a peg yeah. system or something. And um, and I think, um, uh, what was I going to say? The um, I, I remember a guy at the end as well said, I loved your magic, but what you did at the end with the names, that was impressive. And I was like, Oh, cheers, man. Not the seven years of sleight of hand. Was, you know. I, I would have definitely made a joke out there. But like, thanks, Roger. I'm joking. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I love that. Well, okay. Obviously, this category was definitely, I knew what it was going to be. The best thing about something random is uh, magic and professional icebreaking. What you are. Mm. We put links below and stuff like that. And you can find him on uh, TikTok and other social media places as well. Um, okay. We've got one secret one that we've got to do just right at the end. You don't have to spend that much time, but I'm going to give you five to seven seconds to work out what your answer is going to be. Um, Lee, what is the best thing about you? I know we're going to find out after this. Oh my God. Oh, British people saying nice things about themselves. Not going to be able to be that easy, is it? No, because uh, no one actually likes doing this. But I think it's the thing that's definitely needed. We talk about mental health all the time. We talk about feeling good, feeling positive and stuff like that. And as soon as you ask someone to be positive about themselves, not about someone else, they're like, I don't have one. Lee, what is the best thing about you? I... Uh... <laughs> I think for me, uh, the best thing is that I like taking risks. Can that can that be one? Yes, of course. Um, I think that's a good thing, um, and a, and a good thing for for people that know me. Really, I think um, I think we should all take risks. Really, well, it's showing you what you're going to be doing in literally two weeks' time. <laughs> yeah, that's taking a risk. On um, <laughs> saying yes to things um, that you don't normally say yes to. I think that's a you know I I try and do that quite a lot. 
that was a big um, thing for you, wasn't it? Because yeah. when I met you and stuff like that, that you you went into that book, yeah. you went into the, the Jim Carrey film as well and yeah. stuff like da- that. Yeah, Danny Wallace's Yes Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, <laughs> don't say yes to something that might kill you. But I think, um, I don't know, I, I do that quite a lot with my work. I say yes to things that are so above me. Just Oh, I don't know, just, can I, I quickly say this, and I was going to say it with the magic side, um, just because I think it's kind of a highlight of my career. I'd love to... Um, and I, I think I'm quite proud of it as well. And this is surely the part where I, I'm talking about myself. You're good in in this in this in sense. A nice way, yeah. um, but I had the opportunity to work with the BBC Orchestra of Wales. Do you know about this? Yeah. No, but I have to do like what? <laughs> I was going to say. I've known you for ten years. I know uh, yeah, stories. It's fine. But um, but even that, you know. So I, I'm a clo- I was a close up magician. I performed at parties and and uh, you know close hand. That's you know roaming what have you. And what they wanted, they wanted six minutes and 20 seconds on stage to complement the music of this um, orchestra piece, which was um, a, a, a really heavy piece as well. It was, the, it was for the Halloween um, event at St. David's Hall in, in Cardiff, and um, you know, which is a massive theatre. And going from close-up magic to saying, yeah, I do some stage magic to music, that's just not... Uh, it's mental in a way it's mad but <laughs> me being me I said yes because you kind of say yeah and then you work it out afterwards and I mean I took off the whole weekend I went down there and I just just did that act again and again you know six minutes 20 I did it again and again and again I didn't sleep properly and everything but did it and it was oh, that was a ma- like to perform and I'm sure for stage magicians that haven't even done that or whatever for a stage magician to perform with a live, excuse me, backing track of, you know, I don't was it 60 piece orchestra, whatever. That's Jesus incredible. Because there's a video, you have a video of it. Isn't it? Yeah, it's on footage, well. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it looks incredible that just to be able to do that. And, and I think those opportunities are so important, like that make you feel slightly out of your comfort zone and you're like, oh, I, I, how am I going to do that? And I don't know, like, what, how is this going to work and stuff? And I think it's so good because all I'm doing, all I ever do is try and challenge myself as much as I can. And I think it's so important. And I see that from you. And I probably challenge myself a little bit more. I, I, like I'm crazy as you freaking know like if I come up with an idea I'm like oh I'm gonna do this and then like, like I freaking I think but I think it's a great thing to have literally and, and I know um I mean yeah to it, to trick your mind and, and to challenge yourself it's hard but if you just say yes to something that you know because what is the worst that can happen really really you learn something you know <laughs> good you, or bad but the worst that can happen I guess is you make a mistake but then, then, then again, you learn from that. Mate, it's the most important thing. Failure is the only thing that I ever learn from. I literally learn nothing from doing things well and mm. doing things good. I'm because it's a fluke. <laughs> like mm. I didn't, I literally. didn't earn it. I, you know what I mean. I earned it when those are things and loads of people say no and all these opportunities go away and you know, it's life is really, really funny and we we seem to take some of the hardest hits. Um, quite hard but the, the highest highs we don't lean into either mm. and I'm like wait a minute you can't have both you can't let every negative thing like kick you down but when positive things hap- happen you're like mm, it's okay it's yeah. so weird but people mad. do that around you but I've always found you to be like quite a positive person I know and you know you know living here and stuff like that like you brought like so much like change to like 
my life to the dynamic everything like that, that happens and though we kind of cohabit in this area we're not underneath each other's skin too much but then we are i love coming just sitting in into the office like you're like my therapist sometimes <laughs> and just sat on the sofa and stuff and it's 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 really nice but i think the element of your risk taking is just really really good i think you 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 meet some incredible people you're very personable you can put you in front of anyone like your parents if i know they are but if they don't say or whatever they should be so proud that they have raised someone that is just so not even humble because i'm not even going to say that you're humble right because you are but it's more than that it's more like a kind of well brought up but an understanding of people and that's what you have i think you understand people and and yet again let's not get you talking about trains or anything like that because i know it's a a big <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was gonna say there is a negative <laughs> yeah, but it has to be put me on a train god that's it <laughs> the humble goes out the window god that. that's when we come back because uh, yeah. i'm going to be doing the reverse of best thing which is going to be called worst thing and we're going to be talking about worst things i can probably guess most of them yeah. for you it's fine trains and delays and leaves <laughs> on the track that's it um um i have to say um it has been an absolute pleasure and i i definitely want i've been wanting to do this since you moved in i wanted to do and i'm kind of glad that we're kind of doing it towards the end I because there's so just so much that has happened and so many things that will happen and you know when you come back and the stories you're going to tell and and, and stuff because like they're going to they're going to outline your life mm. this next eight months to a year. That's going to be such a huge impact to who you are actually going to be and the change and everything that's going to happen because change is the most scariest thing. But I think for you, the embracement of that situation of risk is going to be so impactful. I mean, if you have to say, what are you looking forward to the most in the next year? What? Yeah, what, what? Yeah. Um, oh, God. Just... I do starting again really yeah. to some extent mm -hmm. um yeah just to kind of just have some time out and I must admit I think the hardest thing is not to work as in I mean I do magic and I would definitely take you know magic bits out and, and do some stuff away definitely um and show different cultures magic and things if they <laughs> and hopefully they would like to see that but I yeah Pausing business is is going to be hard, but I mean I haven't done that for twelve years. That's quite a, a apart from COVID, obviously. But even that was all working through work that really, yeah. yeah. So um, so that yeah, that's going to be quite nice to some extent. Kind of a re refresh, you know, and yeah, making me a bit more confident and yeah. It's yep. so funny that you 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 would equate yourself to not be sort of confident. I know that you know there'd be elements of loads of people have different sort of side like bits. Like sometimes I find it quite intimidating just walking into a shop. You know mm. what I mean? And people are like, "What are you? What what's wrong with you?" It's like, "Oh, if I'm with a friend, I wouldn't think about it twice. I don't care." But if I'm my own, I'm like, "Oh, I, I, what if I seem like I'm, I'm a bit weird?" And I'm like, "Well, now you're acting weird. So stop, stop acting like that." And why is the security guard following me around? Um, you know. Yep. <laughs> but I have to say, like. Like it has to have your friendship, which has been ups and downs and then ups and then mids and then ups and stuff like that. But just to have you in my life, I have to say it makes you have definitely made my life better. You've definitely made there's oh, there's parts that, um, you know, you know, when what we're talking about, the films and stuff like that, like I, there's only one person I want to watch a film with. Sometimes there's only one person I want to have this conversation with. And because I'm so like such a weird creative and my brain works so weirdly, I feel like you get like the unsieved bits. <laughs> 
unsieved. Yeah, you just oh. get you're like it's you're like wait a minute have you have you sieved yourself yet? No, you're getting all no. of this crap. I'm so so because like, even I'm trying to work I'm, it out. I'm the colander. Like you're the colander. <laughs> <laughs> He's just holding the shit bits like. I don't know what to but make am, of this. Uh, but I am a habitat one, so it's fine. You are a habitat <laughs> one. It's fine. I don't even think it's habitat. I think it's IKEA. But um, uh, uh, but you are definitely um, uh, oh, no. up top of the range of that. But it's uh, yeah. But I have to say thank you for let me stay here as well. Have me here. This is mad. How you've yeah the be you know such a good mate for letting me be your housemate. You didn't have that. There wasn't a thing before you, before I came. You know, no one's lived here. You're <laughs> no. the first person to live here. You're like, you know, with that. Is that alright? Can I be your housemate? You know, so that's uh, that's massive. You know, you yeah. definitely helped me. God, it was in space for a couple of months. That's what happens. Yeah, but you know, I think that sometimes when I always put it this way, if I was struggling, I know there's like maybe you know five to ten people that I can say, "Can you help me?" And they'll be like, "Yeah." Even if it was, even if it was tough, even if it was a struggle, they were like, mm-hmm. you know, I can, but not for too long because multiple reasons you know but it's just been a pleasure and i'm gonna i'm gonna really like find it like i'm not gonna struggle but i'm gonna find it really tough that i'm just gonna come home and like you're not here (laughs) you know what i mean and uh, i'll 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 go into the study and i'll sit in there and be like oh wait a minute like that's weird you know what i mean so but i just want to say you have been a great guest you have been a great friend. You have been a great housemate. Uh, you're very loyal. I cannot wait to hear about all the amazing things you're going to be doing when you're away. Um, all the craziness and the antics and stuff of you and Marcus going to be in South America. Please document it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's going to be good. If you want to find out more about Lee Edgecombe, uh, go to his uh, social media pages, which will be linked below. Any particular one you would like them to go to first, or just all of them? Just no, yeah. I'm all, I'm- all of them all of them's fine yeah I'm very all happy yeah his only fans is very good um, and <laughs> <laughs> only hands only, only uh, hands oh wow that's that not mine I nicked it from oh, someone didn't I it's good know. though it is good yeah. it is good um, this was a best thing special uh, we'll be back whenever I can be bothered um, find a guest and stuff like that but uh, thank you so much for listening uh, there will be a fat chicken right at the end when we'll say thank you to my guest Lee Edgecombe I would like to say also thank you to everyone who makes this podcast what it is even though they weren't in it We've got Adam Harris playing Fat Chicken. He's just a legend. I love him so much. And he's got a little baby himself. Incredible. Uh, and we've also got the boys at Film Bag, Tom and Revan. Bethia always bringing the best in brand new music and the music and art on here is all produced by JMD. Anyway, um, I'm going to leave you now. Uh, thank you very much, Lee. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I will see you when you get back. You will do. Should we have another beer? Definitely. I think we need it. I'm not right. doing Desperados again, then. No, not for you. I want a beer. <laughs> a real a real beer. That's what we want. It's fine. It's fine. Um, thanks. Thank you. Hey, cluck cluck, fat chicken. I was finding out for you. First of all, hang on. No. Well done. If you got this far, you're a saint. I was finding out for you if it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in the country of Switzerland, which sounds like some crazy rumour. I've looked into it. It's blimmin' true. Um, It's actually illegal to own just one guinea pig. Guinea pig are social animals and they can become lonely or depressed, um, which is a form of animal cruelty, of course. Um, The big question is, why is it not illegal everywhere? Why is it only guinea pigs in Switzerland? Why is it not pigs in Paraguay or donkeys in Dublin? Everybody needs somebody to love. See you next time.